This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Tom. And Tom, this is different than the other episodes that we've done in the past. We are going to stick to our review model but we are specifically staying away from movies and television besides WandaVision today. Yeah, a lot of news came out, so... Yeah, and we have a trailer, and we've got some some news in the galaxy far, far away. We are, ironically, I didn't even draw this up this way, we are hitting the three major fandoms in this episode. Yeah. W- with the Justice League trailer, Cara Dunes firing, and then our review of WandaVision Episode 6... And like I said last week, we're going to have a, a WandaVision segment on every single episode for the next three more weeks because this one uh, hit pretty hard. This was a big episode. And uh, yeah. spoiler alert now for WandaVision. I'll give another one later in the episode. But let's start Let's start talking about your favorite director <laughs> and our favorite DC Comics movie, The Justice League. Uh, it just got a trailer. For the Snyder Cut, I think this is the second trailer, Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League. What did you think of this trailer? It came out today as we were recording this on Valentine's Day. It looks great. I will say this. Zack Snyder knows how to shoot a movie. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if he knows how to direct or write or whatever, but he visually knows how to capture a comic book movie. So I don't, I don't ever... That's why, I, you know, I found all the, the craziness with... with you know, Superman's face and all the, the bad CGI was kind of weird to me because I know he could do better than that. And I know he's got better scenes than that, but we're kind of discovering that he didn't shoot that kind that stuff. That wasn't his, he that was all weeding. Yeah. Which we have to talk about too. Yeah. I think he, in the original cut, he had what, 30 minutes, right? 30 yeah, minutes he, of, of his material. I think sliders. he shot, I can't remember how, the movie progressed but i think he shot up to like that huge nightmare scene where batman is in like the wasteland and he's got his uh you know his indiana jones gear on yeah it's something like well 30 minutes but he had up to like four hours finished right yeah he yeah rendered uh he had to go back and shoot more i know he's went back and shoot some more scenes he had to do more cgi and stuff like that but yeah this movie's four hours long yeah yeah, well, it's it, luckily it's in, uh, on streaming, so you could uh, make it last two nights. But um, it looks great. Yeah. A lot of uh, we're going to get to see a lot of a lot of answers to questions. Try to clean up the uh, timeline and try to clean up the the universe. So yeah, we, first of all, we get a ton of apocalypse like right off yeah. the gate. Like we know we knew that Justice League two. That's never going to happen, and I think DC Comics and Warner Brothers said that they're not going to give Snyder a second chance at that, which that all might change after this, like, shatters Mm -hmm. HBO Max records or whatever. But we get a deeper look at Darkseid, who looks great. Mm. I would would like him to be a little more blue, but I know Zack Snyder's not a color guy. Nope. So he fits, like, he fits the aesthetic. Uh, we see Desaad, which is a character I never thought we would get this at this point in a DC Comics movie, yep. which is huge. A lot of people in the original trailer from Fandom thought that it was Darkseid or thought that yeah. it was Steppenwolf with a like a cloak on. But we found out it's Desaad. And now we finally get to see that Granny Goodness is going to be part of this yeah. movie, too. That's huge. I love Granny Goodness. Well, I don't. I mean, she's a horrible human being or whatever she is. Yeah. Yeah, it's good having her in this. I couldn't tell who it was playing her because it was kind of off, like kind of off of the the shot. Like she's right in the corner. Her face yeah. is kind of blurry. It's didn't, a still. Yeah, it didn't. Well, in the trailer, she's in it. Yeah. It didn't look like Kathy Bates, who I was hoping for. But it did look, it did look very, she's a very famous actress. I can't put the name to the face. It's not Maggie Smith, but she looked very familiar. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of? I, I'm. Th- I think I'm thinking of. Judy Dench, and I don't think it's Judy Dench. No, I don't think it's Judy, Judy Dench. She looks like a because she's an old white haired lady, which is good. Yeah, because that's what it's supposed to look like. 
I, 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 I could have seen a little Judy Dench in there. Who played the Queen of England? Meryl Streep. No, not Meryl Streep. Um, she was in Cats. Uh, um, Judy Dench. Is it that? Is that Judy Dench? Yeah, because she had um, car car note troubles, and she needed to make Cats. <laughs> Who am I thinking? I, I maybe not Judy Dench. It doesn't really matter. But I, I was thinking somebody else. Um, I can tell you that she is not listed on IMDb. So whoever yeah. it is, it's going to be a mystery. But Desaad is played by Peter Guinness. Okay. Who was an alien. Um, the Saint, one of the greatest movies ever, <laughs> and he's been in a bunch of other stuff. But he's uh, he's going to play the side, which is the first casting that we got. Also, it looks like they they increased Cyborg's role in this movie. A yeah. lot of lot of Victor Stone in this trailer, and it looks like he's going to be true to Cyborg and communicate directly with the Mother Box a lot more. We could just list every single complaint that we ever had, but I mean that's silly. The, that was a huge complaint, you know, that yeah. we had was they – Cyborg didn't make any sense. He was wasted. Like, yeah. he was so much better than that. And and he – Helen Mirren, by the way, is who I was thinking of. Okay, from Red. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. It, it Like, they didn't use anybody the right way. No, not at all. I say they, but it seems like Joss Wheaton – had a, had a, a heavy hand in ruining this. So. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to Ray Fisher, who came out like guns blazing, if if it anybody didn't, if he didn't want to work for Warner Brothers ever again, he did the template of how yeah. to ruin your career in a certain studio. He came out against literally everybody from the president of DC, which or of Warner Media, with Walter Mahamada, to Jeff Johns to Josh Whedon. He he went at everybody but Zack Snyder, yeah. and he still wants an apology. I think he's going to get work elsewhere because he's a great actor and he was great on Broadway. But well, and and you know we have to uh, mention the elephant in the room here. What's coming out about Wheaton? Yeah, and maybe so. Maybe you know he was you know screaming into the wind. Basically, we th- Ray Fisher. That's what we thought, you know. But it's we have so much coming out and so many people backing him up and then talking about their own, you know, they're calling it abuses, emotional and, and you know, threats and, and just bullying. You know, Ray Fisher, like Hannibal Burris about Bill Cosby, it just might be right. And yeah. maybe he won't burn that bridge. Maybe he had something, you know, something to say and nobody was listening to it. So. I mean, we could we could sit and talk about this all day. And, you know, some people would say it's the gender bias with ray fisher coming out and nobody batting an eye about it and then with charisma carpenter michelle trachtenberg sarah michelle geller who i hold holier than the bible comes out and she she says how terrible it was and the co-creator of buffy the vampire slayer comes out and says it's awful and you and i kind of communicated about this before and i said like well it looks like Zack snyder is finally going to be canceled but that's not the case he's got a new show coming out I think on like Showtime where not, it's like mutants not and Snyder, not Zack Snyder. Oh, Josh Whedon. Oh, sorry, yeah, Josh Whedon. Yeah, we thought Josh Whedon was going to get canceled. Well, I mean, he he does have new stuff, but that was in the pipeline. So yeah. they'll come out and we'll see if you know how big it gets and how many people come out. What here's what sucks, and and it shouldn't matter, but nobody that has star power is coming out and saying anything about him. You know what I mean? Well, Jason Momoa backed Ray Fisher. Yeah. And out of that whole cast, I think at the moment, him and Gal Gadot probably have the most star power. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, he came out and who knows? The writing was on the wall for Josh Whedon. There's a reason why he's not with Marvel and they've kind of scrubbed his name away from the Marvel universe. There's a reason why Jed, we- or Jed Whedon isn't working with Marvel Studios anymore. So yeah, they've distanced themselves and now it's finally being brought to the forefront again, which is great because a lot of people didn't pay it any mind but back to this trailer another thing that i see besides cyborg's mother box we see the advancement on his tech yeah he got the boom tube he's got the cannon he looked comic accurate which was fantastic and they cleaned him up from being this just random site like it looked horrible yeah he looked like the michelin man sponsored by reynolds rap mm-hmm. they cleaned it up and they made it a little sharper i think yeah you know. yeah he, he definitely shines in this trailer as opposed to in the other one where it looked like whoever shot his ending scenes wanted to replicate Zack Snyder's motif and go, 
he's got to be 100% grayscale. He's not chrome. He's just one. He's just a gray man, which was terrible. Uh, we found we see that Iris is back, and it's the original yep. Iris, Kersley Clemens, which is great. Uh, I'm glad that we saw her in the trailer. And uh, the biggest reveal is a character who had no inclusion or no talk about in the original Justice League, and that's Jared Leto's Joker, who got retooled. Um, he doesn't look like a tool anymore, which is great. He got reformatted, repackaged, if you're a wrestling fan. What did you think of uh, Jared Leto's look of the Joker and his dialogue at the end of the trailer? Because for me, that stuck out the most, more than anything else, is his dialogue at the end. So this is nothing to do with, this is before Suicide Squad? I believe so, yes. That that alternate, or that universe in the future is the future, right? Yeah. So that's cool. That's weird because he doesn't have the tattoos and stuff. Yeah, he, he he looks like a mashup between Keaton and Ledger. Mm-hmm. The salt, obviously, the salt white face paint. He's got the the long stringy hair as Jared Leto yeah. does, and he's got the the big thing was the the lips. It looks like he's scarred at the lips, whether that's paint or not. It looks like they've scarred him up a little bit. Yeah, or it's smeared or something. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? It looks pretty good. Four hours, and I'm still looking at this thing saying, that's a lot, you know? That's a lot to fit in four hours. I'm hoping that it works. Everybody in the Justice League is going to have a story, it seems like. Yep. And they want to talk tell their story. But, you know, four hours is a long time, but uh, hopefully it doesn't get too mixed up and too uh, confusing. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of characters that you can play with here that... You know, obviously this kid this can set up Flashpoint, so you're going to focus a lot more on Ezra Miller's Flash. You have Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, who you can increase his role in this. Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. We can finally figure out what could have been with that. There's a lot of what could have been in this because mm-hmm. this version of the Joker, I'm all here for, and I would like to see Ben Affleck and Jared Leto do a made for television, made for streaming, Batman Joker movie with Deathstroke in it. But then you also have the black suit Superman, which looks great. Well, and his face is cleaned up, too. Yeah. I was still hoping for that mullet, though. I was really, <laughs> really, really looking forward to that mullet. But overall, this trailer is something that I'm, I'm super pumped for. This will be, I think it's post my birthday. I think it comes out the week after my birthday. March 13th, right? Yeah. So that's a few days after my birthday. This is a... Uh, mm-hmm. We need to find... <laughs> you need to have some time on between saturday and sunday to watch this because this is going to be our our big march episode between this and king kong that's huge i'm so glad that they turned it into a four-hour movie instead of a four-hour chunk of like series that they were going to do yeah like a a mini series let everybody make the choice of how they're going to watch it instead of forcing ideas on it i mean people want to watch it people have been waiting for it people or clamoring. Yeah. And it'll probably be like Wonder Woman where it releases at like noon, right? I think that's when Wonder Woman did her two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you when when Chris we didn't even talk about that, but when Christmas happened, I was so mad. I was like, I'm waking up <laughs> early, I'm gonna watch Wonder yeah. Woman, then I'm gonna watch Soul. And it was like two o'clock right in the mid and I hosted Christmas. So it was like, Oh shit, like what am I gonna do? And it's the weekend yeah, of my birthday is this when I was wrapping out. gifts and I I was like, Oh, I'll just watch it at midnight while I'm wrapping yep. stuff and Nope. HBO Max had uh, other plans for us. They wanted us to be, <laughs> be asleep for Santa. But I th- I think overall this was a great trailer. I don't want to see any more footage. I don't want I don't need another trailer. No. I have a lot more faith in, in Zack Snyder than I did before. Getting, you know, some of the back seat back behind the scenes stuff going on you you see well maybe this was more difficult for him than we gave him credit for yeah do you think if this takes off and this becomes what it is do you think Zack snyder gets approached by marvel wouldn't that be to kick an ass it's right because <laughs> they are kind of going in a different direction with all of the dc universe so yeah mine might i mean that would be fun what could he direct i don't know but one thing comes to my mind it's blade a dark, didn't gritty... I, I think they already picked somebody for Blade, didn't they? I, I think they have a writer, but I always I always wanted Rodney Barnes. He's an Image Comics writer. He's written a ton of stuff, Runaways, The Boondocks, yeah. like all that stuff in, in TV. Yeah. I wanted him to write Blade because he's a great writer in comics. Now he's got Philadelphia for Image, 
and it's based in Philly. It's about vampires. It's 100% perfect. So I'm still behind the hashtag hashtag Barnes for Blade. But did you get well? Blade got a name. Did you see that? What is it? Just Blade, right? Uh, homage to uh, it's Blade the Vampire Hunter. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, oh, that's fun. That's it. Means that's moving <laughs> forward. Yeah. And I think if you have, obviously, it did get a writer. Uh, eight days ago, it got okay. a writer. That's what I, I probably saw that it get a name too. So Stacy Os- Osai Kufour mm. will write Blade for Marvel Studios, and she wrote Watchmen and Amazon Prime's Hunters, which I absolutely loved. Okay. So I'm here for it. Um, and you know they got Mahershal Ali, and he's fantastic. But right. I'd like to see Rodney Barnes do something in the MCU. But let's go from something good to controversial corner because Gina Carano who played Cara Dune in the Mandalorian we knew before she had some transphobic tweets way back when and season two came out and everyone was like cancel her cancel her cancel her and they didn't cancel her and they said we're gonna ride with her the stuff's already shot we're not going back this is the hottest tv show she's not big part in this season Mm -hmm. then she comes out and tweets political and we're not a political podcast but she compared politics to being jewish in the holocaust and then it seemed like once she was fired she doubled down on her firing yeah and was like this is just the beginning now she's doing a movie with ben shapiro and that's fine like continue your career but vote for whoever you want and and talk about your politics but like the transphobia, which, you know, wasn't as heavy as, like, some people, you know, that, that came off a little iffy. But it's it's the, the, you know, you're on thin ice, you know you're on thin ice, and they might be looking for a way to get you out of there. And then you come out with, like, this comparison, like you said, to the Holocaust. Being a Republican in America is like being uh, a Jew with the Holocaust. That doesn't make, I mean... I it I don't understand I it makes no sense to me. I don't even understand why she would say it. I don't under and maybe we talked about this. Don't understand why she would think that was okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean there should be when you tweet or post a picture or something, there should be something that comes up and says, Are you sure you wanna post this? Yeah. And like I, I get I get her political beliefs. I don't follow, practice those political beliefs, but you have to realize, one, the company you're working for, which is Disney, which is centered around families. And two, we're in cancel culture. Like we are in the the hellscape mm-hmm. of cancel culture where somebody could say something when they're drunk, when they're angry, or yep. when they're on Twitter and they're just feeling a little confident. And immediately people are out for blood. There's no second chances. You're canceled. Your career should be done. You should be tied up. That's what people want. They want you to be exposed for the world. She has to realize, not just her, but other celebrities, athletes, and just normal people, everyday people like you and I, we need to realize that if you have to say, should I really post this, don't post it. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm anxious on posts that of my cats. You know what I mean? So like, I don't even think I have the balls to post something crazy. She also posts a bunch of anti-mass stuff too, which, you know, that's horrible. That's preaching stupidity. But, um, I, you know, don't post something... If you are going to post something and you're like, this will really, you know, get a rise out of them, slow down and and ask yourself, why am I posting this? Yeah. Like, what's the, the ramifications? Am I posting this to so people will get on my side and, and, and pity me? Or am I posting this to, like, really hurt somebody's feelings? Yeah, it's... And then you cry afterwards, like, oh, I can't believe it happened. Like, well, you this was your plan from the beginning. This is something you wanted to happen. You yeah. wanted you you wanted to become a martyr and you did. Yeah, she she ruffled she ruffled a lot of feathers and you know, unfortunately well, fortunately, I don't know how I look at it. I, I thought Cara Dune was a throwaway character in season two. I really didn't yeah. see anything moving forward with her, but she lost a huge chunk of her her income and she's going from disney the hottest show in the world besides wandavision to doing a film with ben shapiro yeah and then getting 
congratulation tweets from Ted Cruz. So like when you align yourself with people who one side of the world hates and the other side of the world has to kind of get on a soapbox to defend these people, there's something going on. And unfortunately, Gina Carano had to pay the price. And that's that's that. You know, if you're going to I can't say unfortunately, if you're going to compare, you should never compare your life to anything that goes on from the Holocaust, from slavery, right. from genocide, anything like that. You're a millionaire. You've been a millionaire. You've got this great job. You should use your platform to encourage young girls to strive for their goals and to, instead of saying, my life's so hard and I'm like a Jew in the Holocaust, maybe she should go after Stephen A. Smith who says women don't believe, belong in MMA. And you yeah. use that platform. Be like, listen. Or, you know, this year alone... There is more Republican women elected to Congress and Senate than any other time in the world. Have that platform. Talk yeah. about I'm not a Republican and then whatever, but you have every right to, to vote and every right to to, to see things differently. Mm-hmm. Use that as a platform. Yeah. Go out and, and, and instead of like making this horrible comparison – Go out and say, you know, preach the benefits of, of you know, conservatism and, and being a Republican and, yeah. you know, raising your kids Republican and need more women. Instead of going from Mandalorian and having a platform and, and speaking differently and having different opinions than most people in, in Hollywood, which she does. Yeah. You went from that. To and, and you could have used that platform and increased. You could have you could have changed people's minds possibly and brought people to your cause. Now you're on Ben Shapiro's show, who is a far right conspiracy theorist, yep. just screams into an echo chamber. You're not changing people's minds by going to that side. Yeah. You're stuck now. You're just stuck preaching to the same people over and over and over again. You're not. You're not. You're not making a movement. You're just yelling at each other. Yeah, you're, or, you're inciting the mob. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I I don't know. I I think she could she had a better better chance of creating more of whatever she wanted before then, you know. And now she's in an echo chamber, yeah. screaming at you know. Listen, she's gonna. This is the cross she's gonna die on, and that's her agenda. And she's going to defend herself. And there's people out there and some of our listeners, they probably feel the same way. And like you said, you're entitled to feel a different way than you and I may feel. But there's there's events that you don't talk about and there's history that you don't talk about and use your platform better. So we'll move from controversial corner and I want to ask you a couple of things. What should happen with the character Cara Dune? Because, again, we're not a politic, political podcast but we are a sci-fi podcast and this is right up our real wheelhouse should she be written off completely or should she be recasted if you were Filoni and Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy and all those people what would you do with the character of Cara Dune like I don't know like we said I I, I try to, to to figure out the impact of not having Cara Dune in the universe and I don't feel like there is any, you know? Okay. Let's say she, Mando, finds out that she died and her ship got attacked or, you know, the Rebels founder or whatever. Or not Rebels, but uh, the Republic founder and killed her and the news gets back to him. How much does that change anything? You know what I mean? Like In the scheme of things, nothing. Yeah. it's a, It's like... It's a very small drop in a big pond to have Cara Dune. I'd, I'd like to see more of those characters come around. Carl Weathers can get a series if they if they want, you know. If they are if they want to have a slot and fill that slot, Carl Weathers could fill the slot. Uh, what's his name? The guy from the first one, the Marshal, he could... Oh, yeah, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, he could fill a slot. Uh, Sasha Banks. Bill Burr. Yeah, so... Could, that's that's something that I've seen online. There's a couple names that are out there. There's two names that are out there that are, are gaining a little steam. And then there was the theory that you could increase Bill Burr's storyline as Mayfield and bring him back. So I'll, I'll hit you with the, the two names. And then I got like a, an old – we talked about Zack Snyder 
kick in the ass with DC, I have a kick in the ass for Gina Carano. Uh, first of all, was Lucy Lawless. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that. She still got it. Yeah, she does. She still commands the screen yep. really well. And she would be a, she would be a great name to move from the Mandalorian to that uh, Fighters of the New Republic or whatever it was that series that was announced that I thought Gina Carano was Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, I thought yeah. she was going to be part of that. So maybe you get someone like Lucy Lawless and you bring her over. I would still like to have like a strong female character, mm-hmm. but still have some representation. Yeah, and she was like she was the first non princess, non Jedi, badass female right. character, and she gone. So it'd still be good to have some representation for them. And I Lucy Lawless is a sort of lesbian icon, even though she's not a lesbian, but you know, Xena garnered a huge uh a lesbian uh uh following and uh Spartacus was awesome. Yeah, she's an OG badass. Like, yeah, Xena was the first anti-princess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is great. So I'm here for Lucy Lawless. Out of the three I'm going to give you, I think Lucy Lawless is the best fit. The other one, since they have a relationship with WWE, has been Sonya Deville, uh, Tabernacle's own Sonya Deville. And that's a New Jersey reference. Mm-hmm. I also think she went to high school with my cousins who went to the same high school, which I need to dig deeper into. But <laughs> what do you think about Sonya Deville, who is a badass in herself, former MMA fighter, yeah. Uh, WWE wrestler who doesn't get a lot of screen time because she's either hurt. What do you think about this? Yeah, Lucy Lawless is not that it matters, but a little older. If you're trying to get decades of screen time out of somebody, I think Sonya Deville's the one to go for. Her her whole spiel in the WWE is being a badass, so I think it's that could be perfect. Yeah, and then finally, my kick in the ass would be what if they just went and got Ronda Rousey? <laughs> I mean, she. If you're, if you look back to combat sports and MMA, Ronda Rousey essentially replaced Gina Carano as the big yeah. dog on the block. So, what better way for Disney to be super petty and move from <laughs> Gina Carano to her new, like the newer model replacement from UFC MMA, and then yeah. bring Ronda in? Yeah, both of which, honestly, I think are on the same acting plane. Like her and Sonya Deville are probably right there too. Yeah, I don't. Well, who knows? I don't know if Sonya Deville could act at all. But that's where I mean. That's what I'm saying about Ronda Rousey. Let's be fair. This was the best that we've seen from Gina Carano as an actor. Yeah, this Deadpool. Deadpool she really didn't have that many lines. No, I'm okay with recasting as long as it's Lucy Lawless or Sonya Deville. Yeah, yeah. Or Mayfield. Like I'm, I'm 100 on board for the Mayfield. Uh, the anti-Star Wars actor getting more screen time in Star Wars. <laughs> I think that that would be uh, tr- ironic. We know that this isn't it. You know, this is... We know that, uh, you know, this isn't the end. What they announced isn't the end of the Star Wars universe. There's going to be a lot more coming out. Absolutely. So just to say that they don't recast her and they just, you know, kill her off and... That's not to say that there won't be some representation down the road a little bit. They, yeah. They they could rejigger it and just have – go a completely different direction and have a whole new character introduced or something. Yeah. And yeah. this season, season two, introduced so many more badass females with Bo-Katan, uh, yeah. Koska Reeves, who really didn't have much a lot of screen time. But um, then there was obviously Ahsoka and then um, – what was her name? Pele, Ma, Ma Pele, the, yeah. the mechanic. So the mechanic was always – she was brought in there, so that's great. So they could always bring somebody in. Asajj Ventress would be awesome to bring in. Awesome Inquisitors would be dope too. But uh, I'm excited for the future of Star Wars, even if it doesn't include Gina Carano. So, yeah. oh, well, you live, you learn, right? Yeah, Make maybe. It. Or no. No, no. Her Probably twi- not. <laughs> her Twitter is on fire right now. She is uh, not holding back. So, you know, the transphobia stuff was just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to get to see – the real Gina Carano um, after yeah. in a few in a few months, I would say. Because I don't follow her and I didn't see it. I didn't see the transphobia stuff. I heard she just says I refuse to use a pronoun, which was fine. Yeah, I think, you know, she refused to put a pronoun in her name. I didn't see that as transphobic, but that's the world we live in, though. When you when you uh, this is a political corner, I guess. When you when you go against 
something. There's always an audience that is going to go against you. And where we are now is if you aren't down with the cause, there's a obia or an ist at the end of your name mm-hmm. at this point. So now, do I do I think she could be? Yeah, sure. I mean, that whole transphobia thing came out with um, uh, what's it? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, and that was settled actually in court. It was investigated, documentation. So it's like you know, hold your ire, you know, until something really comes out. And her case, I just not adding a pronoun, I don't think. But I think she followed it up with, like, why should I add a pronoun or something like that? She always doubled down. She's, I bet you she's a sports gambler because she doubles down <laughs> on everything. But uh, we'll make a public PSA right here. Celebrities, when you're listening to the Galaxy Wars podcast, Tom and I are offer, offering our social media scrubbing services yeah. for the low payment of to be decided at a later date. Just get in, get us, get us in your inbox, and uh, we'll scrub your t- social media. Like Chris Pratt needs to hire us ASAP. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're here for it. So just uh, reach out, Galaxy Wars Podcast at gmail.com. But Tom, we are ready to enter spoiler territory as we embark on tinfoil hat time with Jim with Tom. We're <laughs> we're gonna go full conspiracy theories on this episode of Wanda Vision, which is essentially episode number six and is the Halloween special, an all-new spooktacular episode of WandaVision. So right here, right now, spoiler alerts, we're entering deep spoiler territory, and we're entering conspiracy theory zone. What did you think of this episode? Malcolm in the Middle based. We're getting a kind of, like, appropriately, I'm sure this would have came out, like, maybe around Halloween if it wasn't all pushed, pushed, you know, back. But, um... It had a kind of spooky, mm-hmm. like horror feel to it at times, and uh, this was the darkest episode that we got. Yeah, like I was talking to Chuck about on our Wanda Watch episode, and they're just like, obviously, you get the dead version of Quicksilver. You get mm-hmm. the continuous. I I refer to them as NPCs uh, that like yeah. are at the further end of. Westview, where that woman's hanging the skeleton forever in a loop, and yeah, she's and crying. then she starts to cry. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, you ever. I don't want to add to your anxieties, but uh, oh. you hear about like locked in syndrome. Yeah, and that's that made me. That's what I thought about for a second, like just being locked in your body and can't like control it or move it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was that was that was pretty spooky. I didn't like it. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of. Pietro in this episode and mm-hmm. I'm just going to call him Peter if that's fair because he calls himself Peter in this episode. Do you think that Evan Peters, well, I'm back on this train, do you think that Evan Peters is truly Pietro Maximoff? I did at first. I thought it was alternate universe because I, why else introduce a P, uh, uh, Pietro without making it matter? But then, or, you know, with a different face. But why wouldn't you have the other Pietro, like, yeah. for this for this reason? Yeah. Like, that's what doesn't make sense, is why not Why not have the actual MCU one? If you're going to introduce an alternate universe one, it has to be used for alternate universe purposes, I think. Yeah, as, and, like, we got this version who is super aware of the situation, and mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of stuff that went on in dialogue that kind of stood out to me. Him calling himself Uncle Peter or Uncle Pete, one of the two, was pretty big because no one's ever called him Peter. Uh, he doesn't have the Sokovian accent. Right. And then he has to, fed- to defend himself with the Sokovian accent saying he found Shangri-La. He made a ton of references to the devil, hell, uh, demon spawn, which is huge in in reference to speed mm-hmm. of wiccan because that's who they are and then he drops the line so they these boys need a father figure yeah to wanda like weird he knows he knows about vision also knows what happened in endgame for vision even though he had already been dead for like seven years ten years at that yeah. point so he's very self-aware which led me to believe that he is an agent of chaos at this point well i was wondering because 
we see that um uh that that the the agent the head agent Hayward, has yeah. eyes on inside and somehow he's been able to tap into vision by tracking his signature so i was for a second thinking it's a sword agent but then like he i was thinking he he has powers like he's able to do things yeah he's got the speed outside of wanda's control and that's what matters the most is he's he doesn't wanda doesn't control him in any way not one bit that makes me that that's where I'm, it's either somebody as powerful or close to and or it's really pietro but the, i can't like if it's not if it's even if it is an alternate unit's pietro why would she even care exactly and why would she see the dead version of her brother in in that body you know what i mean yeah and also why would they open this episode up with Aaron Taylor Johnson being gunned down as Pietro? Right. Like it's kind of choose your own adventure with this show. Yeah. They're where, giving us a lot of clues to something and, uh, but nobody knows what. Yeah. Now we got a lot of comic book accurate suits. We finally saw Scarlet, Witch's uh Halloween costume, which is essentially her comic costume visions, Luchador outfit, speed and Wiccan got their suits, Quicksilver, Ag- Agnes is a witch. Uh, which is very fitting, yep. uh, but she's she's either a great actress or she is a double agent. Yeah, I'm a hundred. I I was a hundred percent convinced who she was up until she was like, "Can you save us? Are you dead?" She yeah. really did seem ignorant of everything that's going on. And if that's the case, why would you have why would you have a, a powerful witch, a ten thousand year old witch on your side, whatever? But she doesn't have enough power to know what's going on. I, you know. I actually think that because of the commercial in this episode, the the Yo Magic yogurt, <laughs> and, the, and the shark was feeding off of Yo Magic, right? I think that Agnes is strong, obviously, if she's, if she's truly Agatha. I think that she's one of the strongest witches in the MCU, Marvel Comics. But I think if you are in, if you have Mephisto being the shark essentially or let's say wanda's the shark right mephisto mm-hmm. is the remora who lays under the shark and yeah. and just feeds off of the shark so i think mephisto's feeding off of wanda and if it's not mephisto maybe it's nightmare one of the two are feeding off of wanda and you have two extremely powerful entities creating this this hellscape and that's why agnes can't break free right i'm having a real hard time figuring out Who's showing us the commercials? Yeah. I still want to think it's, it's you know, something we've seen before, Hydra or whatever, but it's, I don't, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what they mean. Well, not that I know what they mean, but that's not as, as, as confusing as who's showing them to us. Yeah. Who's capable of breaking her signal and showing a commercial? You know Is what? she showing us these commercials? Because it's, it's antithetical to what she's doing, like... Yeah, I mean, this one kind of reminded me of the Soul Stone. Yeah. You've got the guy, Soul Survivor, on the island. He's offered this salvation. He wasn't able to do it. He wastes away, and all that's left is magic and this man's soul. And I went deeper, and, you know, he turns into a skeleton. They focused on the skull. He had a red shirt, red skull. They're on Vormir, you know, all yeah. that. So we obviously we have the Mind Stone left if it's that theory. But what if this is like, let's think tech supervillains. What if this is like Modoc? No one's ever thought of him. Maybe he's just like, let's say Hayward works for AIM and they're creating Modoc. And I think another one of my theories was that they had Vision's body at Sword and Hayward's very upfront about Vision. He's got the cataracts and everything with Vision. I think yeah. he was trying to unleash Ultron against superpowered people, or he was going to upload Ultron's cognizance into a Modoc or whatever. Right. Um, a lot of people are saying Sentinels. I know you said that last week. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to figure out what's going on. Like, yeah, this is this was like when we did Wanda Watch. Chuck was like, "This one answered a lot of questions," and I was like, "What question did this episode <laughs> answer?" And he said, "Oh wait, I don't think it opened any. Uh, it answered any questions, which is right. No, what it did was we got a, a clear picture. I don't think it really answered anything. No, but we're also not one now thing. we got." Who's coming to help? Who was coming to help of Monica Rambeau to get into back in there? So who do you like, think? 
Let's play the name game. Jeez, I don't know. Like, is it Stephen Strange? Is it Reed Richards? No, I, I think it. I think it would have been Reed Richards. Because if we're going off the theory, if we're talking about, but no, because we had already said that we think they would be involved in that cosmic accident. They were astronauts yeah, in, involved in space. Yeah. What if it's Doom? Oh, what if it's Doom? Right. And what? What's he going to bring? What's he going to bring to help her get back in there? That drilling machine that she wanted. Yeah. You know that super ton bunker that she's oh, been yeah, asking yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Elon she brings Ma- that. Maybe it's Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Sammy brings a cyber truck in. <laughs> there. So there's there's a couple names. There's obviously Brashear again with the Blue Marvel. I think that that could set up a sword show or like a Secret Invasion. Brashear Blue Marvel could be in that. Then you you I went including Darcy in the situation, which we'll have to talk about her in a second. Darcy gets sucked in. We know Jane Foster's getting a role in Thor. Could it be Eric Selvig, who was also Maybe. blipped? Yeah. He's an astrophysicist, not the same as an aerospace engineer, but, you know, maybe he learned something uh, in the blip. We did hear that John Krasinski went in and had conversations. Yeah. yeah. That's all we heard, though, right? Yeah. If John Krasinski shows up in this series, I'm going to smash every TV in my house in excitement. <laughs> like, even the ones that aren't even on, because... This is like Mandalorian spoil-free technology that Marvel has. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is insane. If this turns out that her contact is actually Reed Richards and it's John Krasinski, I'm going to die. Yeah. I I have no idea who it could have been. Um, (laughs) If it's Reed Richards, I've wasted a lot of time talking about my theories. And (laughs) I was wrong the entire time. The whole month. Two months. Yeah. Here's the thing. We then mentioning cosmic radiation and astronauts, but he didn't say they died, right? No, he's he just experiencing that... trouble with at four astronauts. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean that's that's pretty damn blatant. Yeah, maybe they came back and they were just in in a quarantine of sorts or something and yeah. she was able to get get to him. Yeah, I mean and... there was always the theory of Riri Williams, she's already cast it, but she keeps saying "my guy," and I don't know if that's right. just a, a rote, like a deterrent to like say, like, listen, we're not throwing pronouns out there. I'm just saying "my guy" because that's how we speak in in these whole secret agents. Well, I, I and no she idea. wouldn't know. At some point, we should play the elimination game. She wouldn't know Stephen Strange, would she? Uh, let's see. She was Doctor Strange was before the blip. Carol didn't know Strange until after the blip, so obviously, no, she wouldn't know Stephen Strange. There is a theory that I've been thinking about as well. What if the secret contact is Talos, the Skrull? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Who's extremely smart. Remember, he wasn't wasn't a warrior. Right. He was a scientist. And he well, was just, he's working on the space station. Exactly, and we know that he's on Earth because of home, uh, because of Far From Home and Spider Man. He was Nick Fury mm-hmm. the whole time. The whole time, Talos makes the most sense. She would have already known him from his her childhood, right? Which I mean, and more Ben Mendelsohn is great. We know he's. Gonna, and maybe that's why it takes so long for him to get there is because he's coming from the space station. Well, no, he's still in in New York. Is he the end? Uh, the end credit scene playing, far from home. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So he meet, right. she meets up with Talos, who she has a working relationship with now. She's a member of Sword. Nick Fury's in space with Sword, so they have to have other operatives. Let's go meet up with this guy. She never said it was a connection. It could just be yeah. another agent. So it'd be cool if it'd be Talos. Yeah, I think that's a good one, Talos, because it it has to be somebody she knows. Yeah, and Talos is. The only one I could think of that she she like yeah I don't know of anybody else she she would know certainly not Carol because they are beefing it's, yeah uh, they're not they're not fans of each other or she's not a fan of Carol I mean spoiler but we see through the blood test that she is changing yeah the birth of the powers so, right here man yeah so that brings me to my next question Darcy she was brought into the circus which is sword. Which Wanda turned into a circus, which was very ironic, very yeah. fan service very great. What do you think happens to Darcy? I think Wanda was at the edge of what she was able, capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Like, we already seen she had like the hexagonal 
perimeter set up and she was already kind of stretched thin. Mm-hmm. And we see that there's only certain places where she's at with, you know, most members of her family that she can actually have them perform for her. So I, I think by making it bigger might be the downfall. Yeah. Um. So I, I, she might be able to like veil everybody in something or as something, but I don't think she's going to be able to control these newcomers as well as people that have been there for a while. But I don't know what's got Darcy going to be. I think with Darcy, sassy neighbor of some sort. Well, I always, I thought that the next episode should be two broke girls where Darcy and Wanda <laughs> work together at a restaurant, which would be awesome. But I think just given the proximity of where the perimeter extended and where Vision's body, which, by the way, gruesome scene. That was hard yeah. to watch. When Vision's disintegrating and where he collapses is right in front of Darcy where she would have been pulled into the hex. Vision's yelling, you've got to help, you've got to help. Darcy's saying, you've got to help, you've got to help. So I think Vision's going to re- not remember Darcy because I don't think he would remember her, but would remember her saying, you got to help from right. that moment. And they're going to – she's – Vision's gonna, gonna break her, break the spell on her. Yeah, and he's gonna say, "Listen, you have to operate as Geraldine did, and we'll work on this together." And she can be like, "Listen, I can help you reboot your consciousness. We can put Wonder Man's in there, or whatever." Maybe because maybe what we're saying is because the people that have been trapped there for the longest amount of time have maybe they're just exhausted and kind of go insane. Yeah. Maybe these newcomers, since they haven't been in there, like when Monica went in there, she didn't have a ton of control over Monica. You know what I mean? It's over time she gains more control and as she makes changes. Maybe that's what happens is, you know, it doesn't take as much for Darcy to break the, you know, the spell, quote unquote, than it would somebody that's Agnes that's been in there for you know, whatever it is now, two months, whatever. Yeah. And at this point, she can even go to Wanda, Darcy can, and say, listen, I know what you've been through. I saw the tapes. I lived through the blip. I understand what you went through. You lost your brother. You lost, like, I've been around for longer than you can you think. I've, I've been around the Avengers longer than you've been an Avenger. She can say, you know, I know Thor. I know Odin. I know these people. You know, I know Loki and... I'm here to help. I'm not here with sword. I was brought in for a reason. Or she could just be Vision's operative, and he can say, "Listen, just go around the town, play her game, yeah, and be a spy, and we'll work on it." Or she's yeah. like Vision's mistress. Could you imagine? No. Yeah. Oh my god. There's yeah. a theory online, and then I want to hear your thoughts on this, and then we'll we'll rate it. That Darcy's going to come out, and I think you talked about this last week, where she opens everything up. And this could be the birth of the X-Men where maybe she hexes the whole world and that's how the X-Gene is kind of kickstarted. There's a lot of people saying that Darcy could come out being rogue. Rogue. Trying to work that out because at some point, Carol's got to be involved. Yeah. And they're 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 setting it up perfectly that there's a beef and the Captain Marvel title could be up for Carol because Cap... Monica becomes Photon or Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I know Monica was Captain Marvel before Carol, yeah. but this could rewrite it. And they just cast it, the villain for Captain Marvel too, who I think is going to be Moonstone. But there's a whole lot going there. And if you bring in Rogue, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty good. I don't I don't know how, I mean, like, yeah, maybe they're just going to create, maybe she creates the X gene. Maybe yeah. she creates me, because that's what they're saying, right? That's what some people are saying, that this this kind of kickstarts the X-Gene. But even the show is kind of telling you that when you go in in there and you spend time in there or you come out or whatever, that something happens. Yeah. In Monica's blood stream or her her reports, something's changed about her and something is changing. Um, so if she's developing powers from just being in there, maybe everybody does, or, you know, yeah, or, I mean, or maybe there's a percentage you, you exposure to whatever's going on in that field. Plus having the mutation of the X gene creates the X-Men or, yeah. you know, the stuff that we've seen come out of the hex has been the, the new drone that turned into an old comical drone, Geraldine, who went from. 70s soft to badass sword agent 
the beekeeper's wire that went from a steel wire to a jump rope. And then Wanda herself, who is yeah. Susie Homemaker, and then comes out Mutant X-Man or Mutant yeah. Avenger. And then Vision, you know, he comes out full Vision alive, which is weird. So we know that anything rigid and perceived dangerous going in there turns into something soft and comical. It's mm-hmm. funny to see what would happen when the shield goes down or the hex goes down and all these CMBRs are just kind of remnant in these people's bodies. It's very nuclear. It's like Chernobyl. Like she's creating yeah, yeah. New Jersey Chernobyl. So I'm very curious to see what next episode is. Uh, it might not even be centered in Westview. Like this was honestly, this was supposed to be the final episode of the original series. It was a six episode run and they bumped it to nine. So the next episode could be a buddy journey road trip movie series with uh Wu and monica and they go and find talos and then you have him in the background being great right or maybe it's korg <laughs> and korg comes to save the day which would be amazing but what do you what do you rate this uh this episode uh this was a good I, another five i i actually but this was one i liked more than the other ones i think it um it, it there's so many uh the threads are are unraveling and, and re-ravel, you know, getting tighter as, as we go along. We're getting rid of old theories and creating new ones and what makes the most sense now doesn't make any sense. And now we're, we're creating the X-Men or we might be creating right. Fantastic Four and they all seem reasonably pl- plausible. Like it's not, nothing's crazy. And, and um, I think they, it's, they've done a great job of, making all of it reasonable yeah and uh that's what's fun about it it's what's most fun about it is nothing's fringe nothing's it's this all makes sense and if you just pay attention and then you know they introduce something that that kills it and you're like but does it really matter like if they if one thing ruins it like yeah the ultimate payoff would be if marvel is actually recruiting people to be their writers and at the end of this series, they reach out to three New Jersey-based podcasters and say, <laughs> you guys have talked a lot about WandaVision, and you've written better movies than we thought of. We'd like to hire you. So that would be fantastic. But that's it, man. Uh, we're going to come back next week with more WandaVision talk as we do. But we'll have a mystery movie that we're going to decide later in the week. We're no longer going to give sports predictions because we were completely off at the yep. big game. And uh, I can't wait until March because we've got a lot of stuff with Zack Snyder's stuff. We've got Invincible coming out with um, Amazon, mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be the same exact thing as WandaVision at this point where we're going to talk about it every <laughs> single episode. But, yeah, that's it. Follow us, on, follow us on social media, the Galaxy Wars podcast, wherever you're on social media. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Every Wednesday and Saturday is the Active Geek podcast with the regular episodes and then the Wanda Watch on Saturdays. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Here's $20. Buy yourself something nice.